My name is Nick Dawson. I am 29 years old. I am a technical account manager, a business owner, and most importantly, a Christian. My journey towards faith has had just about every experience you can imagine, from complete conviction in Christ to a deep feeling of nothingness I don't wish upon anyone. One thing that helped me when I was completely lost in this world was conversations with other Christians about where their faith stems from. Why do they believe in God? Was it something they were born into? Did they ever take a step back and ask themselves if it was just wishful thinking or if there was truly something beyond it? The goal of this episode and every episode following it is to discuss and document other people's reasons for their faith. I want to not only use this as a tool for people like me who have struggled too with both Christianity and meaning in life, but also as a way for me to continue my own spiritual journey and becoming the best version of myself I can be. In this episode, I will begin with my own reasons for belief in Christ. I will be as precise and documented as possible when discussing everything, because if I was the person who stumbled upon this seeking understanding, I wouldn't want to leave anything open to interpretation. I'd want specific facts as to what transpired. For those documentation purposes, we are going to turn the clock back to when I was a kid. My parents are Catholics, their parents were Catholics, and I was born and raised a Catholic as well. For anyone that is not aware of what Mass is like in a Catholic church, it is very traditional to say the least. It is very structured, the same songs are played. If I had to guess what church was like a couple hundred years ago, I think I'd have a pretty solid idea by stepping into a Catholic church today. And that is totally fine. I think the entire point of attending church is being closer to God. Many people in this world are able to accomplish that by going to Mass. I was not one of those people. I remember hoping my dad would let me fall asleep at church that week and dreading my early day Thursdays at school because it meant CCD that night. So while I believed in God, it was because it was all I knew. I didn't want to learn about Jesus. I was being told to learn about Jesus. There was one thing that happened when I was a kid and it impacted my faith dramatically. I know I said I wanted to be as accurate as possible in this. I was probably in third grade, give or take a year. In order to get a clear understanding of what I'm about to say, let's get a mental picture of my bedroom at the time. If you were to walk into my room, the entry point is on the left side. My bed would be parallel to you, directly to your right, with the headboard against the entry wall and the right side touching the one, the wall adjacent to it. In between the door and the bed, I had one nightstand. That was the only thing in between, and it was like that the entire time I was ever in that room. And because of that, you can then understand why I was so confused when I was in bed one night. And granted, it takes me forever to fall asleep, even more when I was a kid. I tried the left side, my right side. I'd be tossing and turning. Hopefully, eventually, I'd get tired and pass out. Well, one night... When I turned over to go from staring at the wall to staring at the nightstand and entry point, there was someone else there. That person was around the same age as I was, all white, dressed in like a robe, kneeling beside my bed. Now picture you being in third grade. It's the middle of the night. Your parents are sleeping. 
there is some other kid you've never met before, like five feet away from you. I live by myself and I woke up today and there was another 29 year old dude on the other side of the bed. I promise you, I would not be chilling, but that's exactly what I did. I didn't yell, didn't scream, didn't get up. I was in such a shock, but never fear. I rolled over to the wall, took a few seconds to process what I was looking at, blinked a few times and rolled back. Kid was still there, still kneeling beside me on the floor, still praying. He wasn't speaking. He wasn't moving, but I knew he was praying. I repeated my previous steps, wondering if a different result would come out of it. Nope. Same kid, same position, same outcome. I did the turning steps one more time, roll over, blink a couple times, ask myself what the heck is happening. I look back one more time. This time he was gone. That one experience was what I hung on to for my belief in God and something higher the next 15 to 20 years of my life. Anytime I had a fear of death, which by the way, is literally the only thing that truly scares me. I would remember that kid that was praying beside me that one night when I was in third grade. When you dream, you wake up and at worst, a few seconds later, you're able to get yourself together and realize you were dreaming. This wasn't a dream. It was as real as it gets. I saw an angel that night. My faith in God was never in doubt until my freshman year in college. Fast forward to 18-year-old Nick, University of Kentucky, aspirations of becoming a doctor. Turns out when you're in college and living on your own, no one tells you to go to class or study or do anything really. That first semester, I gained about 15 pounds in muscle and lost about the same number of IQ points. I have no idea how I wasn't on academic probation, but I ended that semester with about a 2.3 at best. I was a biology major who failed his first level biology course, so I had to take bio 148 all over again. It was a new teacher. She was super dope. I was engaged the entire time, and I finally felt like I was getting the hang of college. UK is huge, and so is the Thomas Hunt Morgan Biology Building. I was getting ahead in homework, waiting for class to begin outside that lecture room when I saw my favorite biology professor talking to another professor besides me, discussing a date that she just went on. Apparently went really well, and she was super pumped that the dude wasn't religious. I was 18, finally feeling like I was getting back on track, and this new dope professor who's teaching I took as gospel just told a colleague of hers she was pumped that the dude she just went out with wasn't religious. She's an expert. Surely she knows the truth on everything. Was I believing in something that didn't exist? Did everyone else know something that I didn't? I think this was the first time I truly experienced the fact that not everyone believed in God. Later that afternoon, I was studying with one of my friends who, just for a quick background, is way smarter than me and is currently a dentist. But I told him what happened, and I said, I'm not sure how I'm really supposed to take this. His response was harsh, but exactly what I needed to hear. 
I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines of faith is something you need to find within yourself. And if you need to get other people's opinions for validation, you need to dig deeper into yourself and your own faith. We are who we spend time with. There are some things that are non-negotiable to me. I made the decision that whoever I marry, I want to have the same faith as I do. I go to church on Sundays to be closer to God and surround myself with people who are striving to do the same thing that I am. A huge reason why I started this is because I want to hear other people's perspective on why they believe in God. When my friend spoke, I don't think he was saying you need to figure out religion on your own. If that was the case, I have no idea how far I would have gotten. But what I completely agree with is if overhearing a professor you barely know tell you she doesn't have the same faith as you can make you question something so powerful so easily, he was right. I did have to dig deeper within myself. It could be a struggle in all of us to understand the difference between our wants and God's wants. Have you ever had a gut feeling that something was probably a bad idea, but you did it anyway? It was that feeling that was going through me when I bought my first home. It was that same feeling when I randomly decided to move to Colorado. And sure enough, both instances ended up in being huge learning experiences. The reason why I bring these two occasions up is because both also had a common result. When I finally realized of the mistake I made, what seemed to be impossible situations miraculously fixed themselves. It is not common to purchase a house that was on the market for over a year and six months later you sell it for a profit. I should note that was six months of having a home gym in my living room and also putting a bunch of holes in the walls to mount TVs. I want to fast forward to a recent experience because it is the reason for my strong desire to create this podcast in the first place. The current world we live in now, it gets more and more difficult to find people of faith. There is a growing belief of each person being their own God versus there being a true creator. I would go on dating sites and all I would see is spiritual in the place where religion was labeled. And then people I believe to have been extremely smart either mocked Christianity or simply chose to believe in nothing. It basically became the one day in the Thomas Hunt Morgan bio building all over again, but this time it was weeks of a buildup and I couldn't escape it. On September 5th, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't shake that feeling of life being meaningless. I remember going to the gym and being so confused because everyone else was able to go about their day like nothing was wrong, but to me, absolutely nothing was right. Was I living a lie my entire life? Was I immature to believe in eternal life? And was I finally now just coming to terms with what everyone else already knew? I was on the bench and I started having a panic attack. I got in my car as fast as I could and I started crying there in the parking lot. For whatever reason, the first thing I could think of was to call my boss, who was also a Christian. Neither of us understood what was about to happen, but those actions absolutely saved me. He told me to come up to Indiana and stay with him and his family for a while. I made the eight-hour trip that same day. I put on every religious podcast I could find on YouTube. I cried. I begged God to give me a sign. I begged him to give me a sign that he was real the same way he showed me when I was a kid. About halfway through the trip, it started pouring, like flash flood pouring. I couldn't see the difference between the tears coming out of my eyes and the rain hitting the windshield. I could barely see 20 feet in front of me. 
To me, seeing was believing, and I was doing everything I possibly could to get God to show me one more sign. Why did I have to see an angel when I was just a kid? Did I even remember it correctly? Maybe I was sleeping. Maybe I was just imagining it all this entire time. Finally, I arrived at his house at about three in the morning. To get another visual representation of this guy's house, he lives on a completely renovated and decked out farmhouse. He has chickens, a rooster, lambs. It's actually really dope. The first two days, I was so far gone though, I didn't know if I would ever get out. Basically, there's a feeling that exists that I seriously hope no one else ever has to experience it. And if you know what I'm talking about, I am so sorry that you went through this too. I remember two instances in particular. One, when I went out for a walk by myself. And the second, when I was driving in the car. Everything just felt so fake. I know that's not a huge buildup, but I promise you living it is so much worse. Every single thing about you and your existence just feels so insignificant and unreal. I was trapped in this darkness by myself and I could not get out. Two days. I honestly felt like this was going to be me for the rest of my life. But then, on September 8th, it was the beginning of a lot of coincidences. And after a while, they just could not be coincidences anymore. Something clicked that day. I don't know what it was, but I woke up and I just felt different. This time it was a good different. There was optimism in me that I didn't have for the past week. My boss noticed it too. He was supportive of everything. This guy literally let me stay in his house, no questions asked, and treated me like royalty. I bowed this up to myself. Only a handful of people knew what was going on. For whatever reason, I made a brief posting on Instagram and I talked a little about what I was going through. I acknowledged I allowed other people to control my own beliefs. And I said, I'm not doing that anymore. I made a promise to myself that I'm going to fall until the day I die. Those promises are... I will never give up being a Christian. I will commit myself to being a good person and Christian beliefs more so than I ever have. I will enjoy life and I will go after my goals for myself. And lastly, I will be proud of myself. That night, someone I don't talk to that often sent me a DM sharing a post. That post was by the account Nate Johnston Official and it was posted on September 5th. In case anyone forgot, because I know this is a lot, September 5th was the day I stormed out the gym, cried to my boss, and drove in a monsoon to get to his home because for whatever reason, there was a gut feeling that this felt right. I won't read it all because it is five pages long, but I will go over some important pieces. He woke up on a calm night hearing a voice. The winds of change are about to blow. The next morning, the most chaotic winds he's ever seen in a long time were bending over trees and everything that wasn't secured was flying around. Acts chapter 2 verse 2 And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house while they were sitting. Nate said the winds of change are the winds of awakening being sent to restore dry bones to life and awaken a mighty army who has been in slumber. The winds released to put the fire back in the bellies of those who have been cold. The winds sent to uproot those who have been stuck in limbo and wilderness and to reposition them to where they will thrive. The winds of a new beginning. He continues to get ready for the change, not the change that scatters, but the kind that plants. 
At first, it may look like chaos in the natural, but God is bringing that which has been out of sync and out of alignment back in order. It will look messy and unfamiliar, but it will be the catalytic event that will mark many for the days to come. To get ready for your new mission's orders, get ready for your weather to change out of nowhere as God is now finishing what he started. He finishes with God is turning situations around that have been against you. The winds are here to deliver you from the hand of the enemy where he thought he had you at checkmate. The winds are here to set people free who have been walking in spiritual blindness. Suddenly your eyes will be opened as you lay down the cards the enemy set you to play that was diversion of your path. For it's time for your weather to change and for the winds to come and stand you back up after a season of crawling and barely surviving. So I pray today over you, Holy Spirit, come, revive us, renew us, and lead us out of the rut into the place you are going in Jesus' name. Let's quickly dissect this. I was in the worst state I've ever been my entire life. From February to September, I was living in a way that I simply was not proud of. It was not my true identity. I think sometimes we are faced with scary situations and we can do one of two things. We can either run from it or we can run towards it. I believe in good and evil and the feeling of nothingness that I couldn't shake was evil winning. I think me sitting at the gym parking lot crying to my boss, I didn't know what to do was part of the winds changing for me. Was I going to do nothing and accept defeat? Or was I going to use this messy situation as a catalyst and fight back? It was time to plant new roots and stay true to who I am, a Christian. The fact that this post was created on the same day and also felt like it was directly for me was powerful. And if this was the only thing that happened to me in the next seven days, I would accept that this was just a decent feel-good coincidence and nothing more. But it wasn't. September 9th, I had a one-on-one with my director. And she asked me how I was feeling. I said, much better. I let her know I have a different perspective on a lot of things. And she said, good. Life is full of changes and it's important to establish strong roots and go from there. Now, once have I heard her or anyone say something like that, but sure. I'd accept those being two coincidences and the case being closed. But then September 11th happened. I live in Atlanta right now and I go to Passion City Church. The reason I go to Passion City is because the dentist friend that I talked about earlier recommended it when I told him I moved to Atlanta and I didn't know anyone. So with that, I hope anyone listening to this can see the irony that when I randomly made this trip to Indianapolis and went to a random church for the first time, the sermon just happened to be on Daniel chapter 7, the end of times. I couldn't help but laugh. I was in shock when the pastor said this was going to be the topic of conversation because it was that feeling of, here we go again. I know for a fact I am not the only one that has walked into church one day when you were struggling and the lesson was dedicated to the one thing that was haunting you. My boss patted me on the back because he knew exactly what was happening. Two very important things happened that day. The first, I got this overwhelming feeling to start this very podcast. And the second, the last thing he said was, 
If you're going through something right now or you're scared, ask yourself why. Why does it matter if it's today or two years from now? Why does it matter? It just felt like this indescribable coincidence being that I was afraid of dying. So let's recap. A sudden calming to my storm when I woke up followed by a sharing of the post that just happened to have been created the day everything happened. The continuous analogy and reminders of establishing strong roots, then going to a random church that just so happened to have been talking about the thing that caused us from the very beginning. Surely that is enough coincidences. We get it. Well, no. More happened. After church that day, I randomly decided to go to Barnes & Noble. Having gone to a bookstore in at least five years, I wanted to get a journal to write things down as a way of therapy. So I find a journal, somehow stumble upon Christian books. It kind of makes sense. It was Sunday and I just got out of church. I'm about to leave and I randomly come across a Bible that was titled Every Man's Bible. Never heard of it in my life, but I skimmed through it. I liked how it explained things, so I decided to buy it. That night, one of my friends from college got back to me. I reached out previously asking if he would be able to have a call on faith. So we talked about my struggles, where his faith stems from, and he told me that he wasn't sure if I'm a reader, but there is a Bible that he carries with him all the time, and he said he really enjoys it. What was the name of that Bible? Every man's Bible. I am so far from a perfect person. I've made mistakes in my life that I'm so ashamed of, and they've haunted me for years. So how is it? That when I thought I was a lost cause, when I thought life was meaningless, the sequence of extremely improbable coincidences all happened at my lowest point. Did I have such little faith in God, I was going to allow myself to be blind to everything because what? I cared so much about seeing, show me an angel. Show me a spirit. I begged for it. God said, I'll show you in miracles. I'll give you my presence, but you're not going to visually see me. I already did that for you. We're going to do it my way. The time we have on this earth is finite. The time our spirits live is eternity. Every night before I go to sleep, I pray and ask not for me to do what I want. I pray for him to do his will on me. I don't know how the ending will be, but ever since I started this, a lot of amazing things started happening and I look forward to continuing that journey.